Once again, welcome to the Soul Edge Plus podcast. It's great to have you with us. In this episode, Kiri and I talk about why running and fitness are such an important part of the Soul Edge program. We unpack how our theological lens informs the way that we interact with the physical world. We dive into the importance of having a theology that does not just divide the physical and the spiritual. And we explain how running and movement is not only healthy, but can be a powerful way to engage in worship and communion with God from this place of a sacramental understanding. We also let you in on some practical tips that we've learned over the years of doing life and keeping fitness and health a priority. So I hope that you enjoy this podcast. So we are back in the studio which is really up in the attic. After a brief hiatus and <laughs> um, during, I don't know, the month of June and July. <laughs> I don't know how long it's been. But we're excited to record this podcast today. Absolutely. So July has been a special month in the Soul Edge community because it has so been the run raiser. Yes. So I just want to start by saying a huge thank you to our alumni who ran. We had, I think, over 30 of you running. Oh man, we would like, thank you all personally if we could. Yeah. A big shout out to Alex and Chris Hall who ran 50 kilometers today. That was massive. I appreciate them documenting the ups and downs of the journey. Yeah, because 50k is going to look like that. (laughs) It's going to be a journey. Absolutely. And Tom, like Zoe sent us kind of the... Um, Tom coming in after running a full-on marathon, that is super impressive. Yeah, and can we just, you know, lay this out in the context of that this is really hot weather these guys are running in, so well done. Thank you guys so much, and just like, as I said, we can't, like, give a shout-out to everybody, but um, some of you guys who are active on social media as well, and just put in that effort to get the message across, um... Just, you did so well. It's like Sarah running in that many clothes, wonderful. <laughs> it's so much fun. And I'm glad you got to run at midday, not midnight. Though, obviously, Josh Juice ran at a crazy hour. It was like 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. or something. Yeah. Good effort. It looked like he had some company as well. It's fun. Um, and then, like, Claudia, Fiona, Beth, like, the way that you guys, like, creatively um, kind of got the message out there and stuff. Just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, all of you guys, thank you so much. Yes. So, in that line of thinking, we kind of wanted to jump off that, this idea of we've been running for the whole month and talk a little bit about, like, why is fitness and running a part of the Solage culture? Yeah. Uh, obviously, you guys jumped into that. You know, we could have done a, a leadership course where it's just like you come, you have the sessions, you do some adventures, some snowboarding, but there isn't this fitness element. So why is that such a big part of the Soul Edge culture? Yeah, and obviously in the one part, like it breaks up the day, right? So yeah. you've just been, you've done worship, you've done your first session, and then it kind of blows off some of those cobwebs. And so that hopefully you won't fall quite as sleep in the afternoon, that kind of thing. Though you will get a natural dip as well after you've been some energy. Um, but there's also more stuff to it as well. So we kind of wanted to share some yeah. of that. So we really want to go into some of the sacramental theology behind this, that we deeply believe that in holistic health, that we were not just spiritual beings, we're not just physical beings. And we talked to you guys about this on Solace, that we naturally, in our very Greek thinking, pull apart those things. And that there's, sure. there's this recovery for us to have 
an, I, an understanding of ourselves as being hol- holistic beings. Yeah, because in some way, otherwise we think, you know, if I just like work on this one area, then everything will be fine. But it totally doesn't work like that. And actually putting too much emphasis on one over the other part of our being, um, that can be detrimental to us, right? Too much of a good thing, quote unquote, but actually, um, yeah, it can be neglectful of the other side. And obviously today we're talking about running, though obviously health and fitness and that kind of stuff, it can be in different, um, there can be different modes to that, right? For us, running is very doable, even if it's minus 30. <laughs> um, sorry, trying to say in Canada. Um, whereas, you know, some people like Naomi love going for an ocean swim, right? And so that's totally another way um, you could do that, or like a lake swim, right? Um, it's just really cool to see Nay back out there uh, swimming um, in the last kind of little while. Um, but obviously in Canada, for the, most of the years of solar edge, apart from this, you know, the surfing in New Zealand, um, swimming in minus 30, that wouldn't go so well. That's just not a possibility, right? Uh, bike riding, that's another way you can do that. Actually, recently we'll talk about it a little bit. I've been across training a lot more. I couldn't do as many kilometers as hoped during the solo run race. Josh signed me up for way more than I could do tear face. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Anyways, like it was really sad. Like I think the biggest I ran um, was like a 5K day, um, which for me is normally like, not very far, but I'm trying to be nice to myself and recover because I had an injury a couple months ago. So uh, we're working on that and we're working on ways to actually diversify um, the ways in which I engage with my body. So we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, another way that obviously you can stay fit is cycling. Yeah. Um, cycling is a great way to just kind of get out there. Some of you guys, um, like Larry Benoy, um, who else? Um, Sam. Yeah, Sam, some other, some other of you guys. Um, by, like Cycling has been a great way for you to essentially achieve some of the things that we're going to talk about as well. So it's yeah. not just a still down to running, but obviously when it's icy in Canada, we don't all have all these fancy bikes or whatever. Like Just running is a great go-to um, for basically most seasons of life. Yeah. Um, so don't kill yourself running, don't wreck your knees, but at the same time, like um, I think we're made to run. Yeah. And um, and in that way, it can be just a great way to do um, do something. Should we talk yeah. about those things? Yes. So when we go back to the sort of ethos of Soul Edge, that fitness is important. Really, the heart behind it was saying, "Hey, we want to challenge our leaders in training holistically. So we want to push them spiritually yeah. and physically and." As you start to understand the kind of Genesis narrative, um, you start to understand, oh man, this is really important that what I do in the physical really matters and it, the engagement in the spiritual matters. And there's actually those two things coming together. And so when I go for a run and I start moving my body and I start praying a prayer in that movement of like, Jesus, I need you today. I need your help. Uh, the acknowledgement of like, oh, I thank you for this breath. I thank you. Yeah. I'm I'm holistically engaged in a prayer. Yeah, there's actually something about that like repetitive movement as well, right? Yeah. Because it doesn't require like huge amounts of your attention necessarily. Like, okay, when you've been doing like a really long run, <laughs> like Alex and um, Chris and Tom today, like at some point you're going to be thinking about, I'm just going to get this thing done. I am thinking about like keeping on moving. But for the most part, if it's a shorter run, um, you can start to kind of, you, you've got some brain space to yeah. think about some other stuff, right? So that's essentially cracks open this avenue whereby you're doing something, so you're engaged, but you've got 
base. Yeah. Right? Um, as opposed to the situation where, like, sometimes for me, actually, a quiet time to sit down is really challenging. I'm really trying to grow with this. Josh just nails this and has for our entire married life. But just sitting down and just like reading or journaling, I struggle. I struggle to not go off at a tangent and be like, oh, this is a really interesting idea. Let's yeah. look up all the other people who have like engaged with this idea. And like, it then goes into study, which is a discipline in and of itself, but it's totally not communing with God. Yeah. It's like a slightly different engagement and it's a different discipline. And so um, I like that repetitive movement because I'm doing something yeah. um, which actually enables me to focus Absolutely. without it taking everything away. Yeah. So if we just go back for a moment to jog your memory of this idea of what is sacramental theology? What is a sacrament? That a sacrament is, it's God's grace or movement. Yeah. He's effectively able to communicate his grace through physical means. Totally. And he has placed us on a physical earth. So we are spiritual and physical beings. And so we in our thinking have kind of sometimes reduced the importance of the physical yeah and so some of that yeah as well like just filters down for us yeah right from like different heresies from gnosticism all that kind of yeah. stuff like if we just escape into this ethereal heaven everything will be better and therefore we're just going to get through this horrible earthly time um but that's totally not what this is about right we've actually yeah. been given a gift and this incredible way to engage and mediate with god yeah, one of my favorite theologians. I quote him quite a, a few times because we, like because we <laughs> really like him. Alexander Smemon, I think he summarizes this idea really well. He says, in the Bible, the food that man eats, the world of which he must partake in in order to live is given to him by God. And it is given as communion with God. Yeah. The world as man's food is not something material and limited to material functions, thus different from and opposed to the specifically spiritual functions by which man is related to God. All that exists is God's gift to man, and it exists to make God known to man, to make man's life communion with God. So he makes all creation the sign and the means of his presence and wisdom. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And it's this, what he's unpacking there is that we actually get it wrong when, we just engage with the world as purely material. Mm-hmm. And and that And that for something to consume even yeah. as well, right? That can get so distorted. And so when we there's this beautiful gift when we say, especially in our world with technology, we can where we're just like engaging with our eyes, taking in it and our minds are going, but our bodies are really moving. I find it powerful then to like not do that, to step into a very physical act I'm engaging with the world, with my body, yeah. and I'm seeing that the physical is a means for God to communicate to me. And that is a sacramental understanding. Yeah, like Josh and I were like chatting about it earlier and um, like Josh will always call me a cave dweller because in my natural habitat, in a house situation, I go, I like small spaces. I would rather choose the small room for our bedroom and have it all cozy and cute than the bigger room that I feel just gets like, like filled up with randomness <laughs> I would run that like every time and I like the curtains closed and I like my like little enclosed space because my sister she's completely and 100% the opposite if we go out to like a restaurant or a cafe coffee shop like together at any point um she will 100% hi Jen always go for like the um the place in the light because she likes the like light to the 
air and that's beautiful and i'm like i like this cozy little corner <laughs> away from the light and people and all the things anyways we're so different with that and yet actually what running does is it forces me outside a little bit and i'm so thankful like for that um because when I actually get outside of kind of the manufactured kind of box, it kind of makes me realize, you know, um, that as, you know, however good and beautiful we can make an inside space, there's still just such incredible, like miracles, creative beauty that human hands have not touched at all. Right. Yeah. So there's a um, there's a much better creator. Even though, you know, people are geniuses because God made them geniuses. They're great. <laughs> right? They've made some really cool things as well as some disastrous things. Um, but like getting to see, you know, those areas that like maybe even people haven't even seen before, taken any notice of, and yet you have these beautiful like flowers and these um, beautiful brooks and areas whereby, you know, nobody's curated nobody's crafted this and yet it's there and it's displaying glory to god and so there's something incredibly um just tender and beautiful mm. wonderful and deep about that these yeah getting to engage see these areas that exist simply for the reason of existing right because they show the goodness the superfluous grace of god spilled out over creation um years ago must be like over 10 years ago before josh and i were married i used to love running to there was a jesus culture song um called what was it called was it it's like your beauty or something no it's not it's called my romance that's what it's called i'm sure i noted it somewhere but i can't find it but that's what it's called <laughs> jesus culture my romance it's just uh it's not one of the most famous songs um, I think Carrie Job sings one version of it, and, mm. and some other people as well. And um, but I just love um, there's a there's a little bit of a verse to it, and it says, um, "Look at the way the flowers bloom for you; they long to show you their beauty." Um, and it's so true. It's so true. So getting outside of kind of the man-made box, um, no matter how beautiful it is, and getting out there and seeing that. Um, it's just so refreshing yeah. to my soul. And so you can do it in a walk, right? You can take the kids for the walk for a walk or whatever, right? Um, but also as we're specifically speaking about um, running, you can you can just like travel more. Like maybe not so much in Herbert, north, south, east, west. You get the gist. But we found some <laughs> other places to like explore and engage with as well. Um, and in doing so that that very active kind of engagement with the world and engagement sacramentally with god allows kind of those cobwebs and entrapments of life to kind of blow away right you're present in that moment so you don't trip over or fall on your face <laughs> um you're kind of like waking up um and essentially it's like there's the sunlight um or even you know relative sunlight even if it's gray it's still way better than natural light. Like, it just kind of knocks off just that glowing frustration of life, right? That you can kind of um, accumulate around you. And it, really that repetitive movement for me distills life back down to its basics so that the fresh air can meet with the snakeskin of the soul, right? It's basically you. It's your um, body, soul, and spirit on a journey. So that's simple, right? Yeah. It, like, you leave when you close that front door, 
you're leaving behind kind of the stuff that you have to do. I can't write that email right now. I can't um, sort out my squabbling kids right now. I can't um, finish that bit that I'm writing or um, whatever right now. And um, and so what you're left with really is the fact that it's, you know, you, body, soul, spirit on a journey with Jesus. Yeah. Right? Um, and so in these moments, it can make kind of meeting with Jesus feel rawer, simpler, um, yeah, more natural. Yeah, beautiful. Love those thoughts, hon. I, I really want to encourage you guys that as part of our, I think, need for intentionality with health we we do actually have to say like physical the things that we do physically are really important and right now you may not be in a season where it's really hard to create that space to run but there will be times where you're gonna hit a season in life whether it's uh, writing dissertations or whatever it is um or having kids with the season of having young kids it can be really hard to like kind of carve out that space but i know like our story our our history has has been that just simply choosing to say i'm going to get out for that run has been a really healthy choice um and if we would say like hey what are some of the things that really helped us in the midst of stressful and busy seasons one of the one of the key things that we that we made a priority in our life was just physical fitness and health and it wasn't just about the run. It's about the space to process, the space to pray, all those things that Kiri just mentioned. Uh, and, and so I, as we've kind of been highlighting running in the last month to even just think about this idea of could this be something that you maintain as a rhythm in your life um, as you move into different seasons. So in the coming months. And it doesn't have to be every years, day, yeah. right? Um, that's something that I'm trying to get better at. Um, trying to be like, okay, like, um, yeah, the goal isn't, I don't have to run every day, right? Or even every other day. Like I can indispose that with yeah. kind of different things just so that the repetitive movement of it, which is its blessing, it also does not become its curse. Yeah. Right. Because, um, I've definitely had situations where I'm just kind of overstraining the same muscles whilst not engaging with the others. And so diversifying has actually been really healthy, both for my spirit and my soul. Yeah. Um, I'm about Yeah. Yeah. And I think having this idea of like, I want this to be about like being alive and healthy and not like a competition. Like, Strava is great, but obviously you could just like start comparing yourself. And you're it's like, probably not... really good that I don't have Strava. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I didn't run as fast as whoever. And, and that's kind of missing it. So even things that are really healthy can suddenly become very unhealthy if we start doing it in this striving competitive way. Totally, because then your eyes are off Jesus or just engagement with Jesus or coming back to the simple things and it's on all these complicated, just political, like really socio-political kind of networks of status, hierarchy, whatever. Like that's not what it's about, right? Yeah. And I would even just suggest to, in that time, uh, we're used to just filling space. So like running and putting on music uh, or like listening to a podcast. And I do obviously do that. But at times, sometimes I think I would suggest even not choosing to fill that with noise because we live in a very noisy time to sometimes just say, I'm going to use this run to just think and pray and process and have that space to think. I think that's really healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's actually some really interesting things that happen when you run and you kind of are not distracted, but you listen to your body as well. Like I've, I've really been thinking over the last kind of year or so and some of the harder runs we've done, 
um, just about how fascinating it is to even feel like your heart going fast inside of you. It kind of reminds you that like, oh yeah, I do have all these like really well-designed, fascinating organs <laughs> inside of me that I've never seen, though I take it on like faith that they're there. <laughs> and then you feel it, right? And especially when you've been up like a high, you know, hard to go on trail, um, and your heart's just like pounding. Um, I found it really fascinating to think of it almost a bit like a horse that's kind of like racing, right? And like jumping up against a metal fence. That's what it feels like with kind of against the ribs. It's like your ribs kind of containing this horse that just wants to like go. And it's like pumping all this like, like blood around your body and trying to do all that for you, which is fascinating. Um, kind of in and of itself. But, um, and yet I can feel that. Yeah. But then I can also choose to not be freaked out by the fact that my heart's also working so hard right this is weird kind of but also great duplicity whereby it's like okay well my heart's doing that work right it's and it's working well so i can like sit back and enjoy this and trust that my heart will get like enough blood to my body to do this thing and it's working and it's raw mm. and it's good and it's happening um and so like i don't need to get stressed or worried that I can't get to the top of the hill. Like, I'll just take it at the pace that I can go at, yeah. and my body's working, and we'll just work with that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, there's actually a really cool, um, yeah, just peace, I think. Um, like a, almost like a self-control, like a, a mastery over fear or excess emotion that kind of like comes with that as well. Like, I don't need to freak out. Right, and um, it's a great metaphor to life because as you go up like a hill and your body's working hard, it's like okay, we can just work as hard as you can, right? Um, without killing yourself, right? Um, but just steadily, you'll get there. Yeah. Um, and I know that sounds a little trite, but at the same time, it's very true. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, there's a real yeah. I don't need to freak out because my body's got this. God's got this. Mm. Um, there's almost, you know, cause you can freak out when you're like, this mountain is so high, right? Am I going to die? Well, you're not probably not going to die <laughs> like on it. But if you think you're going to die, it's really going to suck yeah. and you're going to get a little afraid and you're going to be, yeah, you might want to just quit. Mm. Um, but there's so many ways in which kind of that mastery of the situation and not bowing to fear and just choosing to be in peace when you're doing something physically challenging, how that maps onto the rest of life. I think yeah. that's really, really helpful. Yeah. Beautiful. And I, I really think this recovery or engagement is really with the, it lines up to the question of what is the right way that we interact with the world? And I think it's worth kind of like thinking about that question because obviously our, our society is kind of asking that question, but do we want to just look at the sort of societal answers or do we actually want to go back to the blueprint that we see unfolding in the Bible? I love Smemin. He, he, I think, kind of summarizes it really well. He says, the basic definition of man is that he is the priest. He stands in the center of the world and unifies it in an act of blessing God, of both receiving the world from God and offering it to God by fulfilling the, the world, by filling the world with this Eucharist, he, he transforms his life. Mm. And so this idea that we, we both receive from God and then we give praise. And it's this, I, I graciously receive yeah. 
this breath. I graciously receive this uh, energy to run up this hill. I graciously receive this food and I give back praise. And when we get it wrong, when we're not interacting rightly in the world is to take from the world and not uh, and just consume it as purely material and, and then not respond in this worship. Yeah. And so to think about your life, the way that you move through your life and is like, is it this Eucharistic sacramental idea of receiving his gracious gift and responding in worship? So, so good. Um, it's, it's funny. In lots of you guys know that I've been working um, steadily <laughs> on a book since Lily was born. Basically, it is going to be like seven tomorrow. Yeah, so it's a birthday tomorrow. It's. It's been like six and a half years, basically. Anyways, that's been a test of endurance. <laughs> and just, be, again, being okay and being at peace with going at slower rates so as not to sacrifice other important things in my life. But one of the quotes that um, I found that I really enjoy, um, I kind of I use in a section of the book related to Amsterdam, which all you guys know is famous for its bikes and that kind of thing. And they're kind of eco-friendly elements there anyways i love her quote regarding cycling and the bicycle um it's just um kind of i know it sparkles it says the bicycle is the most civilized conveyance known to man other forms of transport grow daily more nightmarish only the bicycle is pure in heart (laughs) (laughs) um i just i just like the idea like that there's some sort of um pure in heartness some, something illuminating, something a bit rawer, a bit realer regarding um, kind of using the, the bicycle to um, tr- you know, transport. Um, obviously, that can be the, the human body as well, running, walking, all that kind of thing. Um, but um, I like how she pulls that out, so like in contrast to using kind of various motor vehicles and that kind of thing. There is something about that. I yeah, like. I think so, absolutely. Although I had a leader who once said, Josh, I love these adventures, but wouldn't it be so much better if we just used a snowmobile or a vehicle? <laughs> and I know many of you share that sentiment, but... Oh, yes. <laughs> but I'm, I'm actually with Kyria and with the, the author of that quote that there's something beautiful and raw when we just use our, our own bodies uh, to move ourselves through the world. So thank you guys for listening to us. I want to just like come, we're going to just finish up by giving just some really practical tips that we've sort of learned over the years. Obviously, there's tons of fitness people you can listen to. Um, you can YouTube pretty much anything. But here's just a few things that we've learned about just practically maintaining kind of a lifestyle fitness and and holistic health. So first of all is you're going to just have to take the time that you have. So every day is going to look different sometimes. So sometimes I can run for half an hour because I have enough time to run for half an hour. And sometimes I can only fit in a 12 to 15 minute run. And it's being okay to just adjust that. You, it might be like, I want to run for half an hour, but I only have 15 minutes. Totally. Or, like, especially, you know, Josh and I have had to manage our expectations regarding, like, what we, what level we're going to train to, right? It'd be, it'd be lush, it'd be wonderful to um, have enough time to train for, like, Ironmans or, like, whatever. Um, but at the same same time, it's like, we don't have time for that. <laughs> to do that, you'd have to sacrifice so many things. Even on our sabbatical, um, 
just getting to like half marathon kind of level so at least like an hour a day kind of like training okay well josh had to look over the kids when i ran for like an hour or so he had to look over the kids for the other hour and then you got the showering and transition time and it's the best part of three hours like you're looking at a, like a big section of the day kind of right there just dedicated to that um so you know we made we were able to make that time in there but um you know there there'll be time for more or less depending on kind of what's going on with life yeah. it's it can't become the idol right yeah. it should still serve yeah. um what are the main things that god has pointed out in that season yeah and just recognize how easy it is to waste 10 minutes or 15 minutes so sometimes it's like oh, i'm so busy i don't have time but often it's like you could take 15 minutes yeah yeah get out there do a quick run and you're going to feel way better yeah, so um, when Nay and I um, were here right before she headed back to the UK, we found like a YouTube channel that we both kind of liked, especially because the lady who was doing it, she seemed to, um, she was fun, she was clear, uh, but also she had like, um, she had curves, it was great, like we loved her. Um, anyways, it was just really healthy and really strong. I'm definitely going for strong over skinny um, at this point in my life. Um, and so... In doing that, Nay and I were like re-strengthening her hip and trying to also gain some sort of strength in my body. Um, so the YouTube channel there, completely free, is just called Madfit. I think her name's like Madison or something. Anyways, adorbs. Um, really enjoyed that. And she has like 10 minute workouts. Yeah. She goes up to like half an hour, but like 10 minutes, that was really fun to be able to do. Um, and fun to do together as well. Yeah. So for us, uh, a morning one, our morning run works great, but it, it just find the time in the day. I'd say if you are doing a morning run, obviously don't load up with a whole bunch of food before you do it, something light. And then the really important that you get that nutrients in your body. So one of our top tips is smoothies, especially if life is yeah, busy. Post-run. Yeah. Post-run uh, to make a smoothie. And I'm big into like superfoods and, and we, we tried juicing for a while, but we're just like, that takes way too, too much effort. Too much effort. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so get a get a pen and paper. These are the <laughs> superfoods that we use, and these actually really do help your body. So if you get this in a smoothie, spirulina, amazing, really you helps. You don't really know why it works. Blue green algae must be good for your screen. Charged with antioxidants, <laughs> um, collagen, really good yeah, for. Yeah, there's different types. There's like about five or six different types. Honestly, we're not nutritionists, but basically the two main types people use are the bovine ones and the marine ones. Good for different things. Um, but the bovine especially is good for like joints and stuff. The marine is good for like hair and skin and all that kind of stuff, which we also all have. So I feel like a bit of both is good. And then some um, get some protein in there, banana, some berries, and and then that's kind of the yeah, core of your. Yeah, some of those berries. Yeah. We've got local berries, so good. Um, yeah, yeah, so you want to get natural sugars and get those superfoods in. And if you get that into your body at the start of the day and you've done some fitness, you've basically set yourself up for a lot better day. Um, and so I'd say that's a really simple thing you can do. Well, also, because the struggle is if I don't have a smoothie and I've just run and worked out, I've just expended so many calories. I'm like, hmm, where's all the yummy things to eat? <laughs> yeah. Um, which, you know, is fine because I just expended all, all that. Like, I can totally eat cookies and, and I do. <laughs> um, but at the same time, if that's if I'm just about to consume my body weight in cookies, I probably could have actually put nutrient-rich food um, into my body and treated it a little better. Yeah. So, good bit of both. Yeah, so just start start good habits now. Obviously, you guys are young, high metabolisms, and it's tempting to just be like, I'll just eat whatever I want, but just to be aware of that, like, give your body the best chance it can yeah it turns out in my early 30s i like 
really can't get away with just eating rubbish. <laughs> um, yeah, or just the, the minimum or whatever. Like, um, try, you know, you guys have heard some of uh, mine and these stories. Tried it in the, like, I don't know, late teens. Um, thought we could get away with it. Really get it. Turns out your body needs nutrients and all the things. Um, and yeah, really, even if I tried that now, A, I wouldn't have the willpower, but B, like, I really need some of those nutrients and stuff, like, fairly quickly, within, like, 30 minutes of doing a workout, I think you're meant to have kind of that, um, kind of recovery food, right, nutrients, energy, yeah. kind of, in your body. And also, um, some of you guys talked about, talk to this about, um, whilst you're doing exercise, if you're going over the like hour, hour and a half kind of mark, refueling like as you're going with like available sugars and stuff, that's why you can have some more of the rubbish yeah. <laughs> because your body just needs the stuff. But essentially, some um, some athletes call um, kind of a big dip in sugars like bonking, yeah. Um, and to recover from that place is really difficult. Um, I've definitely done that to myself yeah. before. Also, electrolytes need electrolytes that helps. Yeah. So definitely, tablets yeah, or whatever, if yeah. you're running in hot weather or you are prone to dehydration, make sure you get your your rehydration salts in there as well. However, do not, according to one of our friends, <laughs> just drink Gatorade on a 50 kilometer run because yeah. it will bite you. Yeah, absolutely. Drink water too. Yeah. Yeah. So in summary, try to get regular fitness workouts in, in your life where it's this rhythm of fitness. Use whatever time you have. Use a smoothie. If you're married, make sure you're serving one another, communicating with one another. So sometimes we'll be like, "Hun, do you want to run first? Or I'll say, hey, I'm ready to go. Can I run now? And so we're just, the just posture is, yeah. is that posture of communication and, mm-hmm. and making sure. So it's, yeah, for yeah. Sure. So if I if I have an early morning meeting, I'll be like, hey, hun, can I go get my run done first? And then I you know, yeah. make breakfast for the kids while she's out for her run. And we're just serving each other, making sure that we're both getting getting our run in and also getting the nutrients in that we yeah, need. Yeah, and using that time efficiently so it doesn't take us like three hours because yeah. <laughs> we don't have enough time for that in normal life. So. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we love you guys. Thank you again for all that you did. Yeah, we were literally so blown over and just it's such a joy to see every day like happy smiley faces like just loving life going out the running or like wincing after like pushing it or whatever, right? Just such a joy to see you guys like doing this with a purpose and getting the word out there for Soul Edge and even just like getting some of those resources in like it is such an incredible blessing to our hearts um just such an encouragement to keep going um and to do the best job that we possibly can in raising the people to the best of our ability and um you guys we, we love you we're so proud of our alumni um and Soul Edge Plus team who made this all possible as well like just really graphics being on this communicating so well Thank you so much. Ask yeah, Warren, thank you guys. Thank you for your help with fundraising ideas and all that. <laughs> love you guys. Yeah, we love you guys all very much. Proud of you. Thanks, guys.